Hey guys, it's Ed and I'm coming to you live from the Drunk Gossip Studios here in New York City. And this is an exciting day. Um, brand new beginnings. But not really. <laughs> no. Um, new beginnings, new studios, new everything. Um, well, same old show, same old host. <laughs> but you know. That sort of stuff happens. Um, and same old stories. <coughs> I I cannot think of a better inter- introduction for for our first segment. <laughs> oh this is what gets me in trouble. So last year we talked about the sex cult N X I M. I don't know how to pronounce it. I'm not even gonna try. It's actually X N X I V M. Um, it's the one with Allison Mack, you know, the girl from um, Smallville. Well, um, the the cult leader Keith. Um, Chris Keith Rainier, and. Seagram Seagram Liquor Air. Try saying that three times fast. And I'm not even drunk. (laughs) Claire Bronfman. Um, I've both been charged with child pornography. Um, I think possession. Um, all all it says is it has been hit with child porn charges. Um, but the big revelation is that Allison Mack um, Allison Mack uh, Lauren Selzman and Kathy Russell three of the highest ranking members of the cult are all working on plea deals. Um, and from my understanding, this is going to be a lot like the Mueller um, plea negotiations. Meaning, they are going to, um, they're going to turn state's evidence. And honestly, their deals will probably rest on what kind of evidence they turn over. Uh, if you look at um, Paul Manafort, he if he had been doing a better job and not lying, he probably wouldn't would have got even less than the seven years in jail that um, he was sentenced to. And SDNY probably would not have filed sixteen more felony charges against him. Now, here's why that's important. Not that you guys don't already know, but I'm going to explain anyways. <laughs> um, so, the the seven years that he's been sentenced to um, are federal, which means that the president can issue a pardon. However, the state um, felony charges, he will not be able, the president will not be able to 
departed him from those. And the reason why... Uh, the, the expected reason why Mueller did this and handed over all of his evidence is so Manafort doesn't get away with it. And I'm thinking that's what's happening here. Um, if Alice and Mac and crew are really cooperating and not lying, they could probably get their sentences reduced or spend no time in jail. But there's always a chance that they might lie, and what, what could happen here with that is um, they could face federal and state charges. So they're going to have to really worry about what's happening. Um, and in no way am I trying to tie the two cases together. One is a sex cult, and the other is a conspiracy to undermine our democracy with the help of Russians. So, I mean, we need to keep that in mind. Um, both are very, very heinous crimes, but um, the comparisons begin and end with what prosecutors are probably trying to do. And what I'm trying to do is go and come right back. And I'm back. So, as if this college bribery scandal isn't wild enough, it just got a little more wild. A woman by the name of... Jennifer K. Toy says she is a teacher. And her son was not accepted into... Allegedly not accepted into some of the school, the elite schools um, that the parents, like Lori Lachlan and Felicity Huffman, um, bribed or cheated to get in, get their kids into. So she is suing them along with um, the other parents for, and this is not an exaggeration, you can Google it. billion. I I just need to say that one more time. This woman is suing for $500 billion because her kid didn't get into a school. Say what? She says, and, and I think she does actually make a pretty good point here. Um, her son worked hard, studied, in the hopes of getting to one of these schools, but uh, failed. And they, the schools never said why they didn't accept him. She alleges that he has a 4.2 grade point average, or he had a 4.2 grade average, um... Uh, when he left high school. This is where I have to call malarkey. Because if you have a 4.2, maybe you're not going to get... You know, of course there are other criteria, but if you have a 4.2 grade point average, a really, really good school is going to take you. Um, 
my one of my sisters went to Yale because her grade point was so high. And she's super duper smart. And I'm not just saying that because we're related. Well, we're related. Um, she's a stepsister, but I don't like those um, designations. But, you know, if you had a 4.2, I find it very hard to believe that one of the elite schools would have denied him unless there was something else going on. And uh, I know probably better than anyone that typos and um, things like misspellings happen all the time. I mean, you you can pick up a book and read through it and probably find three or four um, typos or grammatical errors. But in just a few, few um, pull quotes that were found, I kind of find it hard to believe that this woman is a is a teacher, or if she is, I really want to know why she didn't proofread this before she filed it with the court. And I'm no lawyer, but I really expect a judge to throw this out. Because first of all, it's too vast. It's too big. It's, um, there is a term that used to be used for lawsuits like this, um, I can't think of it now. Um, I keep wanting to call them drunk lawsuits, but that's that's not what they are. Um. Anyways. Um. <laughs> I I sidetracked myself. That's what that's what just happened. Anyways, like I I totally understand the woman wanting to defend her son and make him feel better. I mean, maybe she knew going in that she wasn't gonna get five hundred billion dollars. And I find it really hard to believe that any attorney in their right mind would have said, Yes, you are going to get five hundred billion dollars. Their hope probably was come up with some inane amount of money. You have all these rich people. Uh, Lori Lachlan and her husband Massimo are worth $100 million. Um, I'm not sure how much Felicity Huffman and William H. Macy are worth. But, you know, they, the hope probably was that they could get a decent settlement. You know... You're aiming for five hundred billion, but if you walk away with fifty million, that's still a pretty good chunk of change. Again, I don't know what was hoped for here. It seems very, very bizarre to me. Um, as with this whole college bribery scandal, I'm going to keep on top of it, bringing in any of the latest developments. I'll be right back. And I'm back. So, okay, this Alex Rodriguez, Jennifer Lopez relationship stuff is just really bizarre to me. I mean, they've been dating for a while, so their engagement's not a big surprise. Um, The cheating rumors, like I said in previous 
episodes. Again, not a big surprise. If you read the gossip blogs, you know. Um, but there's a new story coming out now. Um, from page six. Where a friend of A-Rod's allegedly told him that if he's going to date J-Lo, he needs to realize that if they break up, J-Lo has to be the one to break up with him. He can't break up with her. What? What the actual... You know, and... Okay. I'm not saying that this friend is wrong. We've we've all seen the big breakups. We've all, you know... Um, Brad and Angie... Both have tried to claim... That they broke up with the other one. So... I, it doesn't surprise me... That this is a thing. And the reason is... Trevor, and I said this in a previous episode too... Trevor Lopez has built... Her career on being the desirable one. And, um, you know, she's she's flitted from relationship to relationship. And Mandy actually reminded me that she dated Ben Affleck at one point. And that's how we got um, Geely and I think Jersey Girl. I know, I try to forget those two. <laughs> um, but in her mind, Trevor Lopez is hot shit. The rest of us were just like, girl, you better go sit somewhere. Mm-mm, no, no, no. Boo-boo kitty, you ain't nothings. <laughs> um, but for, for his friends to allegedly tell him that he can't break up with her, that's a little weird to me. It's not, you know, it's a, and it wasn't like, hey, like, we like you with her, you know, don't screw this up. It was, you know, make it to where she wants to break up with you. At least that's how I read it, how I take it when, when they say things like that. You know, um, one of the things, uh, and I was talking with Will about this, and, um, I've really come to the realization that... With he who does not exist, a.k.a. Stalker. Um, it was the first time I'd ever been dumped. It didn't hurt my feelings that he didn't want to be with me. It hurt my feelings that he broke up with me. And I don't know this doesn't make any sense, but let me explain. So, in, in my previous relationships, I was always the one doing the dumping. And... This this was the very first time where someone got the upper hand, so to speak. And so that he didn't want to be with me. Um, you know, and it just kind of shook me because I was like, excuse me, I am not dumped. I am the dumper, thank you. Um, and, and eventually, um, it did come around to that, but how do I, how do I see this without, um, making myself into a Jennifer Lopez? First of all, 
I I never it never dawned on me that to think that someone wouldn't want to be with me. There were plenty of times when um, I just assumed that they didn't want to. But no one actually... I was the one that actually pulled the trigger and ended the relationship. With Jennifer Lopez, it almost seems like she actually believes her own hype. Like, every man wants me, darling. Even the gay ones. And I don't know why I made her sound like a drag queen. <laughs> Maybe I need to work on my J-Lo accent. <laughs> or something. <laughs> um... And, you know, I just have to read you guys this quote from from Will. Uh, we were talking about... Um, we were talking about how I go off the book and off script all the time. And um, he said, Wild tangential comparisons are the lifeblood the life of drunk gossip. LOL. <laughs> And where's the lie? <laughs> I'm gonna go try to find it and I'm gonna come right back. And I'm back. So, okay. I don't know if you guys have heard. I'm sure you have by now. J.K. Rowling has lost her long, her love of mind. No, I mean, and I love her. I really do. I love J.K. Rowling. I think she's a brilliant writer. I think she's a brilliant person. Generous as all can be. And I don't doubt that some of the things that she's revealed about characters, about the characters in the past, maybe she actually did plan it and it just didn't happen. And you know, when you're writing for kids, Sometimes it does happen, you know, sometimes you think, oh, I should put this in, and then realize, oh, you know, that's not the age group I'm I'm targeting, or that's a little too mature, or whatever, and you have to pull back. It happens. I've done it. But her revelation this weekend that Grindelwald and Dumbledore, quote-unquote, had a lot of sex... And that Dumbledore's Patronus would have been the grinder symbol may have taken things too far. Here's the thing, okay? As much as I love J.K. Rowling, I think her backpedaling and trying to force things into a new... Um, into a a nice little inclusive bow doesn't quite work. In the original series, I think she was actually quite inclusive, and I do think that um, you know the revelation the the revelation that started this whole thing that Tumbledore is gay. That wasn't surprising. She she layered that into the books. He he didn't have to expressly say it. Uh, 
but there was enough hints and whatnot there that people very easily could have picked up on it and whatnot. And, um, Will and I were talking about our own writings, and I wrote a short story, um, just to kind of help me get into, um, and learn, um, what it's like to write a fantasy novel. And, without even realizing it, one of the big twists, uh, one of the characters is, is bisexual. At least one of the characters is bisexual. And without realizing it, I had threaded that in. And so when the big reveal came um, that this character um, loved was in a weird love triangle with the leading lady and the other leading man Will said, you know, he was he kind of picked up on it, but it wasn't a huge like twist in the story. Um but there was no reason for me to go back and retcon it because it actually made perfect sense given what I tell about these characters within and you know and I've talked to him about um a subplot in his which again he's he's threaded in um without realizing it um or at least it doesn't look intentional but sometimes these things happen. Sometimes you do thread something in. And it just kind of presents itself. Um, going back to the J.K. Rowling, the Dumbledore's gay actually made perfect sense. And I would have been fine with that. Because it didn't seem like a retcon. It seemed more like a... Okay... But going back and talking about how Dumbledore and Grindelwald had a lot of sex. That just seems weird to me. Not weird because it's two men, because obviously that's hot. (laughs) But, you know, the, the book's... The Harry Potter books are still aimed at kids. The Fantastic Beast movies are aimed at families. That's why they come out at Thanksgiving. So, you know, the revelation that they're having a lot of sex doesn't necessarily scream family friendly. There's a reason why Marvel keeps the, the the love interest, as far as I've seen, I don't want to say on the DL, but they don't, they don't explicitly talk about sex. Maybe they hint at it, but it's mostly just like a romantic view of, of love. And 
Yeah, oh, he makes my heart beat. And Captain Marvel has, at least on the surface, zero love interest. This is about a female superhero kicking ass. And I really wish J.K. Rowling had left it at Grindelwald and Dumbledore had a very unique relationship. There was no reason to tell us about their sex life. I mean, there's just... I, I really can't think of a reason why we needed to know that. But I can't think of a reason why I need to go and come right back. And I'm back. Over the weekend, Paris Jackson... <laughs> was hospitalized um, for an alleged suicide attempt. And let me just explain that little laugh I gave. I started recording this segment, and I got about 45 seconds in until I realized I had said Paris Hilton, not Paris Jackson. <laughs> so that's why I laughed. Not that she was hospitalized for an alleged um, suicide attempt. So, here we go. Um, Paris has had a very rough time of it. Um, With Michael Jackson dying 10 years ago, she was just um, 11 or 12, maybe even younger. But she was super duper young. Uh, when he passed away. And uh, growing up with the Jacksons can't be easy as it is. Um, but probably even more so when you're one of three people who stand to inherit Michael's, clo- it has to be close to a billion dollar fortune. And you know, I think Catherine probably is... Catherine Jackson is probably the best Jackson of them all. Besides Janet. Um, but... You know, with with the allegations swirling about Michael um, molesting little boys again, the future of that fortune is really, really up in the air. And with Paris starting to say it's not her job to defend her father, it was starting to give people pause and say, hmm, why isn't his daughter willing to defend him? And the weird thing here is, um, Prince Michael, and I forgot what the oldest son's name is, but neither of them are have said anything in defense of Michael publicly. So I don't know why people, not people, why the Jacksons expect Paris to to do it. Unless it's one of those things where because she's um, close with Macaulay Culkin and allegedly encouraging him to step forward and, and tell his story, it, it, there's not a lot of sense here. 
And for the record, because I do want to present her side, she does say that this was not a suicide attempt. And indeed, um, there's a lot of circumstantial evidence that points to her being honest. Um, the first of which is she was released. She went in, I believe, Saturday morning and was released Saturday night. With a suicide attempt, um, it's been in my experience, not mine personally, like I've never tried to kill myself, um, but members of my family have, and um, it, so it's been my experience that usually you don't get out of the hospital that fast, um, or if they do release you from the hospital, you're usually going to a psychiatric um, facility um, of some sort. Whether it's an um, inpatient um, rehabilitation center or an inpatient um, mental hospital or mental facility, they're not just releasing you back out. So I do tend to believe her when she says that um, she did not try to kill herself. But it begs the question, how did that story get out? And that's why I've come up with this theory that one of the Jacksons leaked that it was a suicide attempt. Again, we don't know why she actually went into the hospital. It could have been any number of things. But the press got word that it was a suicide attempt, and they ran with it. And if I remember correctly, and I may not, but I believe every every article kept linking back to TMZ. So what probably happened is a member of the Jackson family decided to show Paris who was boss in case she decided to quote-unquote step out of line And from there, just um, let it go. Plus, there's also, um, so so that's the theory. And the reasons why are twofold. A, to show her who, what they can do, how they can use the press. These people are pros at using the press. Um, I, I allegedly met Yashi Brown, who is, who says she is a, um, the daughter of Reb and connected to the Jackson family. But there were some things that really made me question, um, that which I'll tell you guys about at some point. But, um, even this woman knew how to work the press and and whatever. And the second thing was to change the public perception of Paris. How do you do that?
Well, for starters, you create a narrative that there's something wrong with her. You build it up and as though, you know, she tried to kill herself, she whatever, whatever, whatever. And slowly you circle back to there's something wrong with her. She's not to be trusted. And by doing this and going in this arc, the public will start to doubt what she says. And again, the Jacksons are press pros. They know how to work it. And I know that I have to end this episode now, so (laughs) we're going to stay on top of the Paris Jackson story. Um, If there is anything else that develops, I will bring it to you. For now, I just want to say thank you so much for listening as always. And I am lifting my champagne glass and saying cheers. Cheers.